This is the Humerian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. The Humerian Health Podcast post blog pause That's 2018. Right. That's right. And I'm really sad I didn't get to go, actually. We'll I heard there sure, were lots we'll sure, of we'll make sure. fun things. Really? I, yeah. We'll make sure. I, would, I love dogs. Yeah. So, and cats. Yeah. And they cats and they had rat? A rat? <laughs> yeah, they had a, a rat. rat, a rat, a pet rat, and there was a few other things. It awesome. was it was kind of an awesome. interesting thing, yeah. Yeah. But uh, we didn't get a chance to interview everyone that we wanted. I know. To. Imagine that we ran out of time, and yeah. there were hundreds of people we wanted to talk to. Yeah, and for <laughs> those that um, don't understand, the whole purpose of this is just simply that Humarian feels that blog bloggers uh, are out there independently trying to do a good job trying to help people and we want to do a very small 10 to 15 minute education about them that they can post to you and that can be posted with the blog post site and that you guys can share of other bloggers that are doing things different than you that is going to be advantageous for your 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 readers we learned a ton and so why not share it that's it so so you're going to see a series of those continuing of people that either were able to attend blog pause but we didn't get a chance to interview them or those that didn't get a chance to be there but were signed up to go looking forward to it let's jump right in this is dr sean benzinger with the humarian health podcast i'm here with amy baker of course of course and we're here with a very special guest uh uh Gila Kurtz. See? Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. I know. I wanted to, I, you know, I, I, yeah, it's okay. I lost. That's it. <laughs> and uh, she's here with Dog is Good. And also we're going to be talking about National Walk Your Dog Week. First of all, Gila, thank you for joining us. It is my pleasure. I'm excited to be here. And we are excited to have you because Dog is Good and we love dogs. And so um, we would love to hear a little bit about the inspiration that created the brand Dog is Good. Sure. So my background is as a professional dog trainer. I was doing that for a few years when um, I started to really see the impact that dogs were having on people, of course. Uh, More importantly, I was really noticing the impact that they were having on my life. But where the idea really came from is I was attending a continuing education conference. And at that conference, they had vendors there who were exhibiting a variety of of things. But one particular booth caught my attention because they had T-shirts. They were basic white T-shirts, and they just said, I love my, and then whatever dog breed you had, that was Mm. the image that was on there. And I remember standing in front of that booth. I must have stood there for at least a couple minutes thinking to myself, I do love my dog in a crazy, almost inexplicable inexplicable way, much like many of your listeners probably feel about their own dog. Yeah. But yet I would never even purchase much less sleep in one of those T-shirts. <laughs> so I just came home and casually mentioned it to John, my husband, and uh, he said, you know what, why don't you create something? And so together uh, we decided that this would be a great opportunity to launch something that really focused more on the deeper relationship that we have with our dogs. And ideally, what I tell everybody now is all I really ever wanted to do and what we've mastered is the ability to sell, if you will, your first two minutes home. So when people walk in the door and they're interacting with their pets after a day out, everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about, that that 
greeting, that that sure. just unique feeling that you get. And so that was the inspiration around it. And the products that we've developed over the years are truly just the tangibles that remind people how great they feel with, when they're with their dogs. That's fantastic. So tell us uh, a little bit about maybe what your most popular products have been, just to give our listeners, if they're not familiar with the brand already, which they probably are, but you know, what are some of your popular products? So that's a great question because really it's not about the product. It's about the message. And I feel that over the years we have been able to create messaging that just hits home directly to who the dog lover is as a person in such a powerful way that evokes so much emotion. And so the product kind of becomes inconsequential. It's really more about what message goes on on them. And so the most popular messages uh, trending from the humor side of things has always been, it's all fun and games till someone ends up in a cone. I mean, that has always <laughs> uh-huh. been a classic. Yep. Even 10 years later, it's still yep. one of the top sellers. But on the more poignant or personal side of things, some top messaging includes a dog can change the way you see the world. And something that is perfect for dog walking, um, National Walk Your Dog Week is never walk alone. It's not where you walk, it's who walks with you. Mm, and so like when that. people, yes, and when people see our messaging, they just gravitate into it because they see themselves as that message. They see that relationship and their experience with their dogs as, as that message. So those are two really popular ones. Yeah, I, I think walking with your dog is uh, one of those great finishes to a day. And, unfortunately, uh, the start of the day, uh, in most cases, too. <laughs> Only if you don't like to <laughs> get five, up early. Yep. Five, six o'clock. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Get me up. Come yeah. on. i got to go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. I don't put yeah. that shirt on that day in the morning. <laughs> I, I only put it on at night. Well, so, in addition to your Dog is Good brand, um, you also wrote a best-selling book called Fur-Covered Wisdom. And you talk about how a dog, you mentioned this just a couple minutes ago, a dog can change the way you see the world. So, I mean, talk mm-hmm. about the sort of impetus behind its release and what feedback you've gotten from the folks who have read that book? Sure. Uh, That's a great question, too, and I appreciate it because I really have been quite humbled as to the impact that book has had on a number of lives. So For Covered Wisdom, A Dog Can Change the Way You See the World, was written um, at a place in my life in building the Dog is Good brand uh, with my husband, I mean, certainly this is a, a large company that one can't do um, as a solo person. It's, it's a whole team effort here. But when you're growing a company that's growing very, very fast, uh, you can you can get it's very easy to get swallowed up in that. Mm-hmm. And many times people can lose themselves in that process. And that was an experience that I was um, undergoing. And so it was one particular day I remember watching my lab. Bolo, and kind of just sitting there thinking to myself, oh my gosh, if I could just experience every day like her, <laughs> life would be Perfect. a complete shift. Right? Exactly. I mean, people always say, I want to, you know, when I, my next life, I want to be my dog. But it isn't about the experiences that she gets to have. It's about how she views the world and how she interacts with it. And so I decided to really take to heart what those lessons might be and commit to myself that I would actually implement and practice them. And so Mm. over the course of that year, I went through what I refer to as a journey of self-discovery through the eyes of dog and wrote about that. And so those uh, people who read the book 
uh, understand that there's different ways that we can approach life on a daily basis and that we have a choice and that based on those choices, uh, we either move closer or further away from our ideal. And so the goal and objective of the book is just to open one's eyes is to, um, and to have a different perspective through the eyes of their own dog, but that um, they can literally fetch a life worth barking about if they make the decision to do so. <laughs> and yes. so the book, actually, I have received a request this past year from a few people who have wanted to organize a, a large online book club around it. And so that is something that we're going to be doing here at Dog is Good starting in June. We will offer that as an opportunity to engage with the with the book um, and engage with me as to how they can make those personal shifts through the relationship they have with their dog. That's fantastic. Very exciting. It Thank sounds you. it sounds a little bit like I'm thinking dog is meditation. <laughs> dog is Yes, yeah, like, so yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. We love a little meditation. Yeah. Downward dog, as it were. <laughs> Cool. Well, so, I mean, you've mentioned this before. Obviously, you run a very successful business. You have a very active lifestyle. Um, and we're here also talking about National Walk Your Dog Week. So, I mean, share a little bit about how you are able to kind of incorporate fitness or wellness into your busy schedule and into your pet's busy schedule, because I'm sure they're also very busy. <laughs> yeah, they they are, actually, because they get to um, – they, they come to work and they engage in the whole – uh, it's a whole lifestyle for them. Uh, the dog is good business and, and our life in general. But, you know, first and foremost, I think one of the key responsibilities in pet ownership and having a dog and taking this on as their guardian and caregiver is that we understand their needs on a daily basis. And big component of that need is the need to get out, the need to to walk, to move, to engage in smell and just, you know, visual stimulation and, and those kinds of things. I, I feel it's very unfair to expect the dog to stay in behind the confines of four walls and be relegated to the backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, to that, there's also something incredibly powerful and important in getting outside and just breathing fresh air. And we have our dogs because we love them so much and we derive so much from that relationship. But that can be furthered on such a deeper level simply through an activity such as walking or even hiking. These are two things that I do on a daily basis with with Bolo in particular. The little guy lost his eyesight, so he can't really do some of those kinds of things anymore. But um, Bolo, my lab, we go for walks all the time and it, it, changes your perspective it changes how you feel actually watching them enjoy what they're doing with their Mm -hmm. little doggy smiles and you know so I think that that's really critical as far as making time again I go back to personal choice I've always been very disciplined and and I refer to it as being uh, I hear people always refer to it as being selfish oh I can't do that I feel like I'm being selfish I'm taking time for myself and really my feelings around that is by not taking time for oneself, by not walking or working out or eating healthy or doing some of those things that one needs to do just to maintain energy and feel good, 
that we're actually being incredibly selfish by not doing those things because we cannot possibly show up, uh, in my case, for employees or for uh, customers or for friends or for family or for community in my best, as my best self, if I do not take care of myself first. Sure. So yeah. that that's, so I always fit that in. Like it's non-negotiable. My mornings are absolutely non-negotiable. They ne- they do not shift from the simple things that we do for exercise, wellness, and, and mindset. Well, I know when I was born about 110 years ago, um, <laughs> Um, you you grew up with um, dogs and cats around you all the time. In fact, you went out mm-hmm. in the field and the dog was with you, and you playing baseball, and you were mad at the dog for getting in the way of the ball. But the dog was always with you. Play football, mm-hmm. the dog's in the middle of the football field. I think that children nowadays, I think it's unfortunate uh, to see how little integration with the dog that they get. And I know that's growing. I know that's getting better. But, you know, if you didn't have a dog, you you weren't – you didn't live on a farm and you didn't live in our neighborhood. But everyone <laughs> had one. And I've heard that things are starting to grow again. And are you starting to see that the uh, the children are more consistently uh, taking care of their animals and walking them more? Or is it kind of the joy of the parent and they kind of – that's kind of their way out at the end of a day? Yeah, I think that's a great observation, and I agree – with you completely, it definitely has shifted. And I think part of that shift is the result of just how parents uh, and how involved, excuse me, how involved the children are in a number of activities, which makes it very time limited. They've limited time to really engage in those kinds of activities, walking the dog and playing with the dog for extended periods of time. That said, I do see kids uh, taking responsibility, particularly if I still do training. And so when I'm working with families, uh, with children, they are partaking in the raising of the dog and the responsibilities around that, but certainly not to the extent that they could be or should be. The parents definitely are very involved because it's also, you know, a strong connection for them, Mm -hmm. but the kids are so over, um, overscheduled. At least that's my yeah. opinion. No, I agree. <laughs> so they don't have as much time to walk the dog or just go play a game of kickball out in the street like we used to do with the dogs around. You know, it just that you don't see that anymore. It's unfortunate. Yeah, and it's a relational loss for these children, just like anything else. I mean, you got kids that as soon as they step in the door, they've got a video game or a cell phone in their hands, and the dog is not part of their life, and they I think they lose that. Uh, comfort and uh, and relational end that the companionship. I mean, mm-hmm. how many? I mean, I I know I've certainly been broken down to tears when when uh, one of my dogs have passed, um, and I you see a very I'm sorry to say it, but so many kids that are so busy and games take precedence and cell phones take precedence that um, yeah you can pick on it for the personal relationship between people, but it happens between the animals, and I think our kids mm-hmm. are losing losing a great piece of their growth as human beings by not having that relationship. I, I agree. I, it really is. It's a great observation and it's, it really is quite um, truthful because it's the reality of it today, unfortunately. So I have a plan. Um, <laughs> oh boy. The plan is we, we train all the dogs to steal the cell phones 
and they hide them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then they won't give them back until the kids and uh, the young adults get out and walk them. And then they'll, they'll, they'll give this all back. Some dogs do steal cell phones, <laughs> for the record. That's true. <laughs> I've heard. I yeah, have not yeah, experienced absolutely. that myself. But, yeah. Well, so, I mean, it sounds like you have um, had a great blessing to kind of slow down and, like, live, almost live vicariously through your dogs, right? Mm-hmm. When you talk about the fur-covered wisdom book and just taking care of yourself. And I know Dr. Benzinger and I on this podcast, uh, when we're talking um, to about people's health, it, some of the very sa- same themes, mm-hmm. right? So even people that don't have Absolutely. dogs, like you need to take time for yourself, eat well, go for a walk, you know, slow down a little bit, enjoy life, those sorts of things just for your overall health and wellness. And for, for us too, it's like how much more a, a dog or a cat can add to that experience. Um, it's just, it's phenomenal really. And so I guess I'm curious, I mean, I'm sure you've learned lots of lessons, but what what would you say maybe has been your greatest lesson that one of your pets has taught you? I would say the greatest lesson was one I actually implemented last night. And interestingly, as I, as you were asking that question, it occurred to me, it also does happen to tie in with the, the whole theme of uh, National Walk Your Dog Week. And that is making time for play. Hmm. You know, when yeah, we sure. are kids, kids and puppies, play all the time you don't have to they they live for that but the difference is when puppies become dogs they still play they still engage in activity that's fun for them and when we engage in when kids become adults it's almost as though they it's like they're turning in this imaginary card that says okay I'm an adult now I guess I need to get serious with life and whatnot and what I mean by that is the example being last night we um, there was a lot of activity here at Dog is Good, and it required that I would needed to come back into the office in the evening um, and do some work. And the weather was spectacular here in California, as it is today too. And as I was coming back to the office, of course, Bolo was coming with me, and I looked at her, and she had been for a little walk with John um, in our neighborhood. But I was like, I know you want to go for the hike that we always do in the evening, and. I, there was this moment of, well, God, I have so much to do, so right, much to do. i right. got to go back to the office. Yeah. And I was I'm like, nope, not going to fall victim to that. And so she and I went and did our hike, and uh, it was fantastic because you just she runs around with a ball in her mouth. And here's the other thing about it. When she and I are together, uh, there's no other people around, there's, there's no conversation, right? It's just pure enjoyment of where you are and just mm-hmm. just it was so relaxing and so by the time we were done with that and I was able to finally get into the office I had the energy and the clarity within my own brain to be able to get very focused and do what I needed to do um, in probably less time and more efficiently than I would have otherwise and I would have felt resentful, you know, like, oh, I have to be here, and I couldn't, yeah. you know. But that's a choice that we make. Yeah. And so uh, the greatest lesson, truly, from her is is finding ways to make uh, time for play. And play, I do want to emphasize, it, it can be, we infer that to be, you know, playing a game or something like that. It just could be anything that really you derive some sort of joy from. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is playing something or outside or going out to dinner with friends. But it's just taking time away from 
what we always hold on to is I have to, or I should be. I really detest those words. And the dog just really reminds me, keeps me present in that space um, to, to at least recognize it if I'm falling back into that and then to immediately pull out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a great way of, of helping you be present. Yep, in reset the moment. you. Exactly. Absolutely reset you. Mm-hmm. Boy, isn't that something to be present? Mm. Yeah, it's very And powerful. if we can be mm-hmm. present without the cell phones and they're all hidden in the family, that'd even be better. Mm, right? So, exactly. National Walk Dog Day, week, month, <laughs> National year. Wa- National Walk Your Dog Week. Oh, is it? That's it. Why is it only week? Can it be I know. It, sh- it should be it really all, should. every day. It should yeah. be a year. It should. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it usually is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we certainly appreciate you spending some time with us and kind of explaining and breaking things down. We certainly love the the uh, Dog is Good brand. And, I'm going to uh, go find my cone yeah. t-shirt now. Cone t-shirt. I know, that's I know, exactly I'm, right. I love that. <laughs> yeah. It, it really fits. And, and we appreciate your enthusiasm and your ideas and uh, your creativeness in this space because... Thank it's you. certainly appreciated. And uh, for the book, it is offered at Amazon? It's offered on Amazon for Covered Wisdom, A Dog Can Change Ways You the World. It, people can also get it through Dog Is Good by going to dogisgood.com. And if people have any questions or want to reach out to me for anything, they can also reach me at dogisgood.com. Awesome. Uh, Gila, G-I-L-A, at dogisgood.com. Okay. Perfect. Gila Kurtz, we thank you so much. We appreciate you joining us. Thank you. My pleasure. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend ahead. Sure. Thanks, you Thank too. you. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Interesting. Always good times at Blog Pause. Yes. <laughs> if they could have been there. Well, I know. Some were yeah. and some weren't, but, I mean, we're super excited to get yeah. to have these folks join us for a short little snippet, yeah. share about what they're passionate about. Just to promote them. Just, just an education you know for our listeners. Doing. So, yeah. And they're doing cool stuff. They really are. All of them are, for sure. So, we have a whole series of these. They are available on humarian.com slash blog pause. Um, we will continue to update that page as we have the opportunity to talk to these folks over the next couple weeks. So, we're excited about that. And, as always, you can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or just our straight-up regular website, humarian.com. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Humarian Health. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com.